The Journey Hometown Journal. And we came up with the idea of this care box that had the essentials for a family when they first get diagnosed with cancer. Welcome to the Hometown Journal. I'm Mark Edwards, and we're going to be sharing with you the work of an organization helping children and their families when the child has been diagnosed with cancer. Jordan Parker, the president of the Claire Parker Foundation, along with his wife, started the foundation in the name of their daughter after she passed away from leukemia. Well, Jordan, first of all, thank you so much for being with us. Tell us a little bit about your background, uh, your family story, and how that led to the Claire Parker Foundation. Sure. Uh, so ha- thanks for having me again, Mark. I, I appreciate it. Um, the Claire Parker Foundation was started um, about six years ago, and it was started in memory of our daughter, Claire, who was diagnosed with infant leukemia when she was 10 months old. And she later passed away uh, 10 months after remission. During the course of treatment, we started to see that there was a pressing need for quality of life supports for families. Um, There's a lot of money out there for research and different things like that in pediatric cancer, but tangible quality of life supports for families um, is lacking. And we came up with the idea of this care box that had the essentials for a family when they first get diagnosed with cancer. And it's really interesting how we go about doing that. We work directly with the hospitals. So the hospitals have these care boxes on site all the time. And when a child gets diagnosed with cancer and they're in the hospital for that very first time, the the hospital social worker or the child life specialist brings that family the box. And that's kind of the first touch from a foundation that they have when they're in the hospital. And then the box is specifically geared towards the family when they first get that initial diagnosis while their child's in the hospital with cancer. Um, It has a uh, a stuffed animal for the child that is a custom one that we do across the board. It's the same stuffed animal that we do for everybody. We have two handmade pillowcases. We have people from all over the country that send us in pillowcases to our facilities, and we wash them and iron them and sew our patch on them. We do a quality check. And so they have two of those in there. And then we also have a $100 gift card for the family to um, get uh, food and things around the hospital. It's a Visa gift card, so they can do that. And then it has a five-day survival pack of toiletries so that the uh, family can get a shower and, and do whatever they need to do to get clean. It, has a little, it also has a journal in there so they can jot down notes about their child's diagnosis. And then it has a contact form in there for us. And it's a real simple contact form to where they can just fill out, check some boxes, give us their information. And it's got a pre-adjust envelope. And then it comes right back to our foundation, and then they become one of our families that we're going to follow the entire time that they're in the journey. We initially just started doing this with Duke Hospital, which Mm -hmm. is where our daughter was treated. And it became so popular that we started growing to multiple hospitals. And then within that care box program, which is our flagship program, we then developed multiple different quality of life programs throughout the entire treatment process, all the way up to grief support when a child may pass away from cancer. And so that's kind of how we started small, and now we're in uh, eight hospitals, specifically in the Virginia and North Carolina region, and um, we walk with families uh, systematically from start to finish. What has been the response from from the hospitals and from the families uh, when they receive those care packages? Yeah, it's, it's always a good response. Um, not all families send back in the card, you know, immediately. Sometimes we have to get the, sometimes social workers will have to reach back out to them if they need other supports to get them to get in touch with us or the social worker will will give us their information for us to talk with them. But, you know, when you have that raw emotion that's going through your mind that your child just has cancer, 
not every family is going to choose to fill out an information card and send that back to a foundation. But we, you know, we get tons of pictures on Facebook. Mm-hmm. We get tons of messages. We get tons of thank you notes. We've worked with over 2,000 families at this point um, in our six years of existence. And you know that, that program really sets the stage for everything we do after that. And um, it's, it's led to just the development of so many other great things that we do within our hospitals. And everything that we do is designed by child life workers. I mean, we go and we meet with these individuals and they tell us a need that they have in the hospital. And then we look at a way to systematically meet that need in a very, very clean product that we produce. Have you added over the years items that go into the the care boxes or has it pretty much remained sort of that is what's in the box and that's sort of the the beginning of the relationship with these families? Yeah, we started uh, originally, um, we had, uh, we also put like some Lysol wipes in there for cleaning the room and um, we didn't have a stuffed animal. We took that out and we took the Lysol wipes out and we replaced that with the, the custom stuffed animal that we have, which was very good. And then about two years ago, we launched our pillowcase program. And that was when we started doing the custom handmade pillowcases. And we did that because it's, it's a tradition in most hospitals that when a child comes back in for um, treatment during the time when they're going to be staying overnight, that, that the bed is made with, another, with a handmade pillowcase. There's a lot of different organizations that do pillowcases for kids in the hospital with cancer. So we wanted to kind of jump on board with that and have something for the family immediately. Um, when the child is diagnosed. And so that's been a really, really great program. It's really hands-on for a lot of people. And so we're, we're really proud of that work as well. You're listening to the Hometown Journal. And this morning, we are highlighting the work of the Claire Parker Foundation. Our guest is the president of the foundation, Jordan Parker. You can find out more about the Claire Parker Foundation at ClaireParkerFoundation.org. Back with more in a minute. Your mobile device can do a lot of things. Text, post your latest selfie. Ooh, I like that one. Keep track of all your followers, if you have that problem, and keep you connected to Kenny and Brittany on The Morning Journey when you download the latest Journey podcast. Take The Morning Journey with you. Just search My Journey FM on the Apple Podcast app and on Spotify. Now back to more of the Journey Hometown Journal. Mark Edwards back with you along with our guest, Jordan Parker of the Claire Parker Foundation. And we are discussing the work the organization is doing in helping children and their families when the child has been diagnosed with cancer. And Jordan, I would imagine there is a a special connection that you have and that the foundation has with these children and with these families because your family walk through this with your daughter, Claire. Yeah, I, I agree with that. You know, and there's a lot of foundations that have been, that have been founded in the same fashion. Um, one of the things that is a little bit different from us, and some of the foundations the same way, is that you know, our child has actually passed away from cancer. We felt like that really gave us a, a leg up in, in being able to start our extensive grief program. Mm-hmm. That, you know, that was a real glaring need that the hospitals had was to have an extensive grief program. And that's allowed us to develop more things out of that, to follow the families and walk with them after their child passes. And, and they, they understand that it's coming from a place of, of people that can be empathetic to them, not just sympathetic. And uh, that's really, really helped us in that. And so we're able to launch a lot of new things this year that we're really excited about as well. Were you somewhat surprised when you started the care packages and maybe some of the grief support that that wasn't in many cases available to families? And I don't mean that as a criticism at all of the hospitals because fully understanding, you know, the limitations that they have. But uh, were you surprised at all? And then you saw that that need and then the opportunity. 
Yeah, when we were, you know, when we started the Care Box program, we started that specifically because that was not something that was currently available mm-hmm. that we saw at our hospital. Um, there's a lot of financial support for families that might need um, that assistance, and we do offer that with recommendations from social workers. But there was not something that was systematic, that was a one-size-fits-all for everybody that could be mass-produced so that the child life worker had something that they could put in the hands of the parent the very first day. And so we developed it while we were in the hospital with Claire um, before she passed away, and we developed it with nurses, with their help. And we customized every single item that we wanted to go in the box and be very specific and everything have a need. And we've done that with all of our other programs, too. And with the grief support, we just decided we wanted to do that because we did receive some grief support stuff when Claire passed away from us, but most of it was just reading materials. It wasn't actual items. So we launched uh, we launched the you know, f- funeral cost support where we help families with the funeral costs when a child dies. We also have a um, comfort box, which is a specially designed um, kind of pamper box for women. After their child dies, we send that a month later. We also send some good reading materials. Um, one of them is uh, James Dotson's book, when, when God Doesn't Make Sense. And then we send a custom bracelet with their child's name engraved on it. And then we send flowers to the family a year later on their child's heaven day. And then we're really excited because this year, Connie is actually launching a grief Bible study series, Home in the Wilderness, 30 Days of Grief. And so we're, we're putting that out there on Facebook and advertising it, but it will launch March 1st. And it'll be a different video every single two weeks that you can get directly in your inbox. And we're, we're really hoping that that'll be a support system that will be useful for anybody. I mean, whether you've lost a grandparent or whether you've lost a, a, a child or whether you've lost a mother or father, sibling, um, it's specifically designed to help out our families, but it's also something that can easily be um, used by other people. So we're, we're hoping that'll bring a lot of attention to the foundation while she does this series. Jordan, do you have plans to offer additional programs for the children and families or to increase the number of hospitals that you're working with? Actually, we were at about 15 hospitals about a year and a half ago. We were at about 15 hospitals, and we saw that we were just sending out resources all over the nation. I mean, we had hospitals all the way out in Texas, and we were glad we were able to provide that support, but it was starting to strap us financially. So we scaled back and kind of got back to where we were, you know, in our in our local area to where we're specifically in Virginia and North Carolina. And with that, um, that has allowed us to also increase the types of supports that we're doing in the hospitals. And so we're really, really happy about that. We're not really growing hospitals at this point in time until we start to see our notoriety go more on a national scale. You know, mm-hmm. right now, a lot of our financial support comes specifically from the South Side and Central Virginia region. So we would have to see financial support bleed over into other parts before we're able to do that. But the other programs that we offer specifically, Mark, in the hospital are we have a creative therapy program, Mm -hmm. and that is a program that is specifically designed for adolescents and teens while they are receiving treatment either um, inpatient, which is when they're staying overnight, or on their clinic days. And some days when you are in the clinic, you could be in the clinic for 8 to 12 hours getting blood transfusions, chemo, different things like that. And the creative therapy is a um, it's a whole bag of supplies for kids to kind of keep them occupied during the day, so they're not just stuck on a phone or an iPad. Mm-hmm. And it has a um, each each bag has a um, different coloring book. It's one of those like adult coloring books that's really fine, and it, it takes a lot of time and focus. It has one of those. The girls' bag has a girls' ba- has a girls' coloring book for them. It also has a nail kit. 
Um, that was actually something that was developed by our hospitals. They said, look, you know, the girls are losing their hair. They don't feel beautiful anymore, and their lips are chapped. And one of the things our nurses like to do is they like to paint their fingernails for them and just give them a manicure. It's just really something they can do to pamper them. They said the problem is is that our nurses are buying this stuff themselves, and every time they crack a bottle open of nail polish, they can't reuse it on another child. So we designed this entire little bag called a sparkle bag, and it's got hand cream. It's got two colors of fingernail polish in it. It's got everything you would need to do to do a manicure on site, and then the kid gets to keep it. Yeah, so that's the creative therapy for the girls where they have the nail kit that is there for them, and they have a journal that they can jot down what they're going through and different things like that. And then we shift it back over to the boys. The boys is exactly the same, except we don't have a nail kit in there for the boys. Uh, we partner with Lo uh, with Lego and Kobe Toys to um, have um, Lego-type, like military-type vehicles and Jeeps and cars and different things like that so they can build a, like, model car while they're in the hospital. It's something for them to do that's hands-on, that's stimulating, that's not on the iPad or not on the phone. That's really worked out uh, well for them. Another program we have is we celebrate their birthday in the hospital. The, our social workers are always looking for a way to do that, so we have a specifically done, designed happy birthday box to where they can just grab it on the child's birthday. It's got a banner that's like six feet long that they can celebrate, put outside the kid's room, has an Amazon gift card in there for the child, a card from us, and it just, it just makes the child feel special while they're celebrating the birthday in the hospital. And it's another connection for us with the family. And then the last program that we're really, really happy about, we actually launched this in this fall. It's called End of Treatment, and it is a custom-designed wooden box that we have made out in California and shipped to us, and it says memories on it. And inside that box, it has a hand-painted, like, small cowbell. And that is for when the child does their last day of treatment. They can ring that bell. They get to ring the bell at the hospital, too, but then they have their own bell that, they, that signifies the day they did their last treatment. And it's painted, and it says, you know, you're a hero on it, and it's something that they can keep forever. We also have a patch in there that they can sew on a blanket. A lot of kids do blankets later on with T-shirts and things like that, and that commemorates the day that they did their treatment. It has a disposable camera so they can take pictures with their doctors, their nurses, and then it has an autograph book in it. And what's beautiful about that is, is that a family that has a child with cancer knows the reality that there is almost a 20 to 30% chance that their child is going to die. And they're getting all types of things throughout this whole treatment process. And you want to, you want to hold on to those memories and keep them in a tangible way. And so this box can also serve as that purpose to have something to keep your child's memories that they went through while they were in the hospital. And with the reception of it has been great because we came up with this program before COVID-19 ever happened. Like when we start developing a program, it usually takes about a year for us to get it on the, you know, get it out. Because of COVID, these people are not, these children are not able to celebrate the end of treatment, which is a huge, huge deal for a cancer family. So they're only allowed one parent in there. So we've been getting pictures left and right of kids doing this at parties at their house. Some of them are doing it at their churches. And it's just really, really awesome. They're like, hey, you made this possible. You made us you let us be able to celebrate our day despite COVID, which has been really, really fantastic to see that. Jordan Parker of the Claire Parker Foundation is our guest on the Hometown Journal. You can find out about the work they're doing at ClaireParkerFoundation.org. When we come back, how the foundation is also helping their local community in Central Virginia. Missed any of the latest morning journey? I got some good news for you, okay? Now you never have to miss your favorite morning show. Just download the My Journey FM podcast. Available on iTunes and on Spotify. All you have to do is search My Journey FM. Updated every Friday. It's the best of the morning journey with Kenny and Brittany. We've got the podcast available. Anytime, anywhere. 
Check out the My Journey FM podcast today. Now back to more of the Journey Hometown Journal. Mark Edwards back with you as we highlight the work of the Claire Parker Foundation. That's an organization helping children and families when the child has been diagnosed with cancer. Some of their programs include the care boxes for the children while they're in the hospital, the creative therapy program, the birthday boxes, and then the end of treatment boxes to help recognize and celebrate that milestone. Jordan Parker is the president of the foundation, and he is with us this morning. Jordan, one of the new initiatives for the foundation is the Claire House Project. Tell us more about that. We saw the writing on the wall with COVID that it was going to be very, very hard to do crowd-type fundraisers that nonprofits are typically accustomed to. Mm -hmm. And before COVID had hit, I'd been having conversations with a local church about a house that had been donated to them. And so we were able to make arrangements. I mean, this house was in bad shape, Mark. I mean, it's it was basically condemned almost. And we were able to come up with the arrangement for us to acquire the house and then and and take on the project as a pro, as something that we could do as a fundraiser. And with that, we have had massive amounts of general contractors, electrical contractors, flooring companies, different people come in. And we are looking at putting that house on the market at the very beginning of March. We're going to have a big open house and ribbon cutting ceremony to um, just really bring the community in. And the idea behind it is it's called Claire House, Restoring Communities, Helping Kids with Cancer. We are specifically attacking houses that are in a state of blight in our community. Right now it's Alta Vista, but we would be open to going to other places. And then fixing that house up to where it's one of the very best properties in the entire area and then that's going to bring a great homeowner to the area and while selling that it's also bringing a great amount of profit to the foundation with the way it's worked out so far so we're really excited about it we've already got our next house that we're looking at and we're hoping to be closed on that probably mid-march to early april and to get it going again and so our goal right now is to do a house a year but i I really would like to do about two houses a year if we can get to that uh, point Are there volunteer opportunities for people to come and work at the house that you're restoring? At this point in time, right now, it's not. We've gotten to the point to where all of our skilled tradesmen are now completely taken, have completely taken over the job. But when we get to our next house, yes, it'll be where anybody can come and help, specifically with the gutting uh, process and um, just getting everything cleaned up and giving it a clean slate for our contractors to come in there and, and get started. But you know, if someone listening here is a local contractor of any kind, you know, we would love to talk with them. How we designed it was that we we made sure that the contractors that we spoke with, we had a general contractor over at Blair's Construction out of uh, Chatham, and they're they're a big commercial contractor, and they're they're the ones who are our, our general contractor on the job, but. We have other smaller house builders, flooring companies, different places. My only ask when they come in, I say, I'm, I'm going to ask you if you can do that one small piece and make sure it's turnkey to where we don't have to touch it. That'd be fantastic. And so we've had a lot of different people come on board and do that for us. And it's really created this awesome property that's just really high end. Well, Jordan, before we wrap up, I want to give you an opportunity to let people know how they can find out more about the Claire Parker Foundation and how they can be involved. Yeah, absolutely. You know, follow us on Facebook, Claire Parker Foundation. Just type it in and, and start following us. Click that follow link on there. Follow us on YouTube. Um, we have a Claire Parker Foundation YouTube channel. Subscribe to our videos. We, we try to put a lot of content out there, specifically the 30 Days of Grief content is going to be coming out in March. And then also go to our website and uh, register to um, register to get our uh, emails. 
And that way we can just be in a constant uh, form of contact with you as well, which is very beneficial to us. And as always, if you want to go to our website, ClaireParkerFoundation.org slash donate to help us with our uh, mission of helping kids with cancer. Well, if you would like more information about the Claire Parker Foundation, you can visit one of the social media sites that Jordan mentioned, ClaireParkerFoundation.org. You can also visit their Facebook page and then their YouTube channel as well. I'm Mark Edwards. My thanks again to Jordan Parker for being with us today. And thank you for joining us for the Hometown Journal. You've been listening to the Journey Hometown Journal. If you're a part of an organization or know of one in the communities we serve and would like to be considered as a guest, please make your request at myjourneyfm.com, email office at myjourneyfm.com, or call 800-424-9594. The Hometown Journal is a presentation of The Journey.